And good morning, this is Brian Nuttall. The show is presented by BDO Canada Limited. Coming up on today's show, we are now less than a month to Christmas. Are you feeling a little stressed? Does it already feel more like December than December? If you haven't finished or haven't started your holiday shopping, you may be feeling that stress, and that could result in impulse shopping, which could mean you're more willing to take on D-E-B-T, debt. We have some great tips on this uh, show today with uh, our special guest, tips on how to avoid holiday debt this season. Chester Sapula is Senior Vice President and Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada Limited here in London. Good morning. Morning, Brian. Nice to have you back. Before we get into all of those wonderful tips that we've prepared, tell us more about BDO Canada. Certainly. Well, BDO Canada, we are the largest and longest serving debt solution firm. We have offices across the country, and we have helped thousands of Canadians resolve debt and regain control of their financial future. At BDO, we understand there are many causes of debt and dealing with debt, and it can be a stressful and emotional time. So we pride ourselves on being able to speak with individuals, going through their situation, because you know we understand that they're scared, there's a lot of fear. And it's nice to be able to talk to someone that can walk them through a process. And we believe we do that at BDO. And that, Chester, is very important to you. But you're just celebrating your 30th year with BDO Canada. and You have extensive experience and you direct considerable time in dealing with individuals and families and educating. That's correct. I've been doing this for a while, Brian. Hmm. So today we're going to talk about the holiday debt. Christmas is just three weeks away. In fact, three weeks from Monday. And here's the question. Have you finished your shopping? Have you started? If your answer is no, then you may be stressed. The good news is you still have some time to get your shopping in before the big day. But today, Chester, we have some advice, right? This is an important time, 23 days out, to share with our listeners how they can better control their holiday spending. That's right, Brian. We are just 23 days out, but there still is time. And, you know, we just went through uh, two Cyber uh, Monday and before that Black um, Friday, which has made its way up to Canada. And it's an ideal opportunity for individuals to take advantage and and save. But if you haven't been able to take advantage of that and save on some of your uh, gift purchases, then one of the first things that you need to do is determine what you can really afford to spend this holiday season. That's important. So you need to look at your cash and see what's left after you pay your regular monthly bills. And then based on what's left, then you need to prepare a budget. Many of us homeowners are pretty good at budgeting when we know the hydro bill is coming in or the gas bill is coming in, but maybe not so much when it comes to holiday spending. Well, along with gift purchases for holiday for the, during, during Christmas time, you have other expenses as well. And, and when you are budgeting, it's important to keep those in, in the back of your mind. Excuse me, not the back of your mind. You need to be aware of them and you need to record those as well. And some of those items are going to be um, entertaining. If you're throwing parties, they cost money. If you're traveling to see family and friends during the holiday season, you know, there's costs associated with traveling. You know, along with that, food, decorations, if you're looking at redecorating, there's additional costs. So, so budgeting is so important and it's important to make a plan. Some will even go as far as do a, ha- a home renovation for their holidays. Oh, we have seen that as well. And, um, you know, and, and that's where renovations can get really costly. Uh, you know, Christmas is expensive on its own or can be. And uh, when you start 
bringing in the fact that you want to incur additional costs with regards to renovations uh, to change things, uh, you really have to watch your your pennies and your dollars and cents. So our first tip is budget for the holiday shopping, but the key is, Chester, to stick to it. Yes, you need to stick to the budget. It's a matter of making a plan, writing it down. That's a big part of it. And, And when you're doing the budget, you want to basically go through your list. Who do you typically purchase gifts for? You write all those names down and then you go and you say, okay, what am I going to purchase these people this year? Sometimes you don't know before you go out and you just find this perfect gift when you're out there. But if you're not going to put the gift, at least put a dollar value. If you put a dollar value beside the name and then you can total everything down to the bottom, then you know you have some parameters. You're able to say, okay, I can afford that. I can't afford that. Well, if I give this person a little more, maybe I give this person a little bit less. But as long as you balance at the bottom, then you should be okay. Throughout the hour, we're going to be sharing some rather staggering statistics. In fact, we begin with this one. Some reports say consumers, many in London, should budget around 1% of their gross annual income, while others say you should spend no more than 1.5% of your income. I'm wondering if they've even worked that out. No, actually, Brian, to be honest with you, like you said earlier, I've been doing this for 30 years. It's the first time I've seen an associated number come come with Christmas spending. And I think it's a good number. It seems to make sense. For example, if an individual's income is approximately gross, fam- gross income for a year is $60,000 as an example, at 1%, you're spending about $600. At one and a half, about nine hundred dollars. So you're saying you're spending between six and nine hundred dollars, and 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 that's an, a, re- a reasonable amount. Um, there was a recent survey, Brian, that said shoppers will, that um, will spend two fifty to five hundred. Uh, one, sorry, excuse me, uh, one third of shoppers will spend that much. A quarter, just under a quarter of shoppers, twenty two percent plan on spending between five hundred and a thousand dollars. But then there was another survey out that saying Canadians expect to spend fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And along with that, you have to look at it and say, Canadians typically spend more. So if these are the numbers that are being stated, we're probably actually spending more. Well, in fact, in the annual shopping poll, Canadians have no plans to cut holiday spending. In fact, the number that I have, 86% plan to be as generous or more this year over last year. Yes, it's um, everything does cost more, but people feel they can give more, and that's where you fall into the trap. And we're going to talk about how that trap can become tragic because it can just domino effect into a real issue. And so what we're doing here today is really holiday gift buying prevention, Jester. That's the key here. That's that's right. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to purchase a gift for someone, and everyone wants to receive a gift, but gifts come in many forms. How do you – can you give us some other ideas on how do you stick to the holiday budget? Well, sticking to the holiday budget, again, as I mentioned earlier, Brian, is you have to write the list. If you write a list you, and then you basically proceed and you follow that list. You know, there's a song that is uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Right. In the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town, there's a line there that says he's making a list and checking it twice. That's what you need to do. And, and, and it's so true. It really is. So to, to keep an eye on where your spending is going, make the list. Without the list, Brian, again, like I said, it's, it's, it's difficult. 
Make the list and follow it. Check it twice. And and that list, and we're this, we're jumping ahead just a little bit, but that list can mean not necessarily buying for the friends and the neighbors. If the family hits or is a low below budget, then you're taking responsibility. That's right. That's you know. So with, with respect to the spending, it's you have to be aware of um, who you're buying for, mm-hmm. and um, it's. I, I, I go back to the list and I'm, I'm one for lists, Brian. Uh, I'm, I'm big for my lists and, and, and checking them and making sure and seeing where we are, you know, what's left to go, how much further we have to go to the end, I guess, so to speak. So it's, so it's important. Coming up next, we're going to talk about how to avoid using credit at all in some cases. And there's much more ahead. It's a holiday debt prevention with uh, BDO Canada Limited. Chester Sapula is the Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada Limited. We have many more helpful hints for those who've already shopped, those who haven't begun, and those who have maybe already met or exceeded the maximum. What will you do now? That's what's coming up on the show here on 980 CFPL's Experts. With Brian Atoll, our show today is presented by BDO Canada Limited and Chester Sapula, Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee. We're talking about staying out of debt. Is it already December to you rather than December? And what you um, don't want is to be that one hovering around the stores or at the mall on Christmas Eve with just hours to go before the mall is closed. Because, Chester, impulse buying can be very troublesome. Absolutely, Brian. If you're waiting until the 23rd, 24th to do your shopping, you know, you're basically running into the stores, you're um, – your selection's down. It's, it becomes a lot more difficult to find that right gift. Today, we said already is December 2nd. We have 23 days, so we still have a lot of time to basically take advantage of good deals that are being offered. There's still selection out there for gifts. So if, if you're caught and you, and you wait for the last minute like many people do, um, the impulse buying can create some real issues for you. There's the 23rd of December typically is the – um, day that Visa cards are used the most. most, and they continue to be done that way because people still wait to the end. Mm-hmm. It, We're going to move to credit in a moment, but we have another statistic here. We know almost half of Canadians. Well, you tell us the, the, the percentage there. Half of us here in Ontario are? 49% of us are living paycheck to paycheck. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that means you're just covering your basic needs. So if you bring in Christmas and spending and potentially overspending at Christmas time, that can put a real strain on an individual. You know, you don't want to find yourself short of funds this festive season. And, you know, you may be tempted to pay for Christmas by credit. Mm -hmm. But if you do, you know, it could become a lot more costly than the price you're paying when you take interest component and you start saying if it's on your credit card and you're paying interest rates on credit cards, Brian, anywhere from 9 to 30%. It can make that uh, purchase of $100 cost a lot more than $100. Do you remind many of your clients that it is possible to shop and get some nice gifts for those that are near and dear to your heart during the holiday season without using credit at all? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, when, when it comes to gift giving, you don't have to buy a gift, okay? If you are, you know, you can look for sales. There are sales. Keep looking for sales. But... Gift giving is about basically sharing a little bit of yourself with the person that you're giving the gift to. 
So if that means baking cookies, I think we all like cookies, Brian. Absolutely. (laughs) Baking cookies. Someone would like to send us over some right now. That would be very nice. (laughs) So so that's, that's, that's a great one. And again, whether it's cookies, butter tarts, whatever, that's one way of doing it. Another way is, you know, if it's a family is struggling, they can't really buy all those gifts for the kids that they want to, then it's a matter of saying, okay, maybe we put some sort of voucher for the family to spend time together, whether you all go skating, you know, and you have hot chocolate after, something like that. Or, you know, if it's a couple and they want to basically do something like a in dinner, in-house dinner and a movie. So instead of having to go out and pay for dinner at a restaurant or go into a movie, do something in-house. Those are all a way of basically, you know, saving a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you choose to use credit, you have some great advice here. One is to get it paid off in January. That's right. If if you are using credit, item one, take one credit card if you have to use it. Use the credit card that has the lowest interest rate. So at least you know it's not going to charge you that much more afterwards. So use that card. And if you are purchasing, keep in mind that if you can pay that off, whether it's January or February or March, but in two or three months, if you can say, okay, this is how much I'm putting on my card. This is what I'm going to need in my budget in the months of January, February, March to pay that off. You're going to feel so much better if you're able to do that. You're going to you're, you're not going to have what we call the Christmas hangover, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and the other item as well, when you're dealing with that, is you need to be weary of the um, uh, debt. Um, sorry, the uh, deferment when yes. you defer payments. When you know that you, no money down, correct. no payments until next year. That again, that comes back to impulse buy. It's such a, an attractive offer and you're saying avoid the deferrals. I'm saying avoid it because what happens or what could happen, if you use it to your advantage, it could be advantageous by reducing the amount you pay monthly as long as you can afford that monthly cost. But when they say don't pay for a year, you're typically not paying monthly. You're typically not saving those funds so that you can pay the full balance off at the end. And if you don't pay the full balance off when that time com- timeline comes – you're going to be charged all the interest, not just from that point on, Brian. You're charged the interest typically from when you made the purchase. So you can be paying basically 50% more on that actual purchase. So it's like buying you know, half of that item again. Correct. Yeah. And, and again, that has a, a powerful cumulative effect when we're overspending to begin with. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. With all, all our other regular monthly bills and expenses, you know, the cost of gas for cars is going up. The cost of uh, food is going up. So everything's going up. Utilities are going up. So it, it's it's greater and greater demands on our, our uh, take-home dollar. We've talked about the importance of budgeting and the critical importance of sticking to the budget. What are some other ways that you can cut back on costs when it comes to holiday giving? We'll talk about that in the next section of the show. And also a little bit later on, eight smart ways to save when buying holiday gifts for a big family. Chester touched on a couple of them, but it's a great list of eight. And I highly recommend that you jot them down or catch them in the podcast coming up later. The show today is presented by BDO Canada Limited. Very pleased to be tapping into the 30-year expertise of Chester Sapula, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada Limited. With Brian Atoll, our show today is presented by BDO Canada Limited and Chester Sapula, Senior Vice President, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada Limited. Also the proud dad of Ethan, number nine, Centre for the Owen Sound Attack. 
And I looked it up that uh, two days before his birthday, he'll be in London with the attack playing the Knights at the Bud. Wow. Well done, Brian. <laughs> you try and get as many games in as you can, don't you? We do, actually. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's talk now as we roll out with 23 days to go to the holidays. Uh, some smart ways to save when buying holiday gifts for a big family. And then we're going to talk about what FOMO means, what FOMO means. But on the list, just a few of these offerings really do help. And that's why we're here today. Cut out the adults is number one. I know when I, when my children ask what we want, our common is we don't need anything. We just want you to be here with us. So we don't need anything. And it, that's an easy cutout, actually. There's one. Number two, rotate recipients or, or family. So kind of change it up between the family. Spread it out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to basically buy for everybody. You know, you can pick names, choose names. And, and again, you know, put the names in a hat so it is different and everyone gets something. So it's not the same person buying for the same person. And, and it becomes a lot more fun that way too. It really does, Brian. Picking up on an earlier point that you shared, just get crafty. Start creating your own ideas. Especially young children, right? Uh, they don't have money. They still want to be part of the uh, gift giving as well. And if you're able to spend some time with them and put together and do some crafts and make that right item or write a craft for someone. Uh, I know myself, I still have in my office a few crafts from Christmases gone by uh, that basically still there. And, and they're treasured forever. They are absolutely treasured forever. Well said. Number four on the list of eight smart ways to save when buying holiday gifts for a bigger family. Think in tiers. So the tier would be tier one would be your family. Tier two would be friends. Tier three, your neighbors. So if you do as Chester has uh, encouraged us to do, budget and stick to it. If the budget is spent on the family, then maybe it's just a happy holidays to the friends and the neighbors. One other thing there, Brian, is, is, is having conversation with your friends and neighbors because if you're wanting to cut back on some of your holiday spending, there's a good chance they're wanting to cut back on their holiday spending as well. And, you know, if you have that conversation and you're cutting back, you know, and they're both in agreement, then that's a win-win. And it doesn't mean you're not going to share the festive holiday with them. You're going to find another way just to spend time with them. And, and that's just as important. Talked about treasured memories. Number five is my favorite. Focus on experiences. So maybe it's just the family goes to Collingwood on a ski vacation. You know, whether it's a ski vacation or whether even a, a lesser cost than that would be a family goes ice skating at Victoria Park you know, when the ice is in and basically doing the hot chocolate afterwards. Um, you know, that's, again, those are memories. You know, even taking a photo of somewhere you've been, framing that photo and giving it to someone because that's a great memory piece for somebody. Great idea. Number six is uh, pick one and be done. So each in the family picks one name and then they're done. Yep, that's right. For larger families, that's a good idea. Great idea. <laughs> Set yep. aside cash. So in other words, maybe plan in July for what you intend to spend and then get to the budget and stick to it, as you've mentioned here. And then number eight is uh, pretty drastic, but some need to go there. And that's block up the chimney, forego gifts entirely. Yeah. And, and, and that one's difficult, you know. But having said that, Brian, you know, if, if you're really struggling, you can't afford gifts, 
there's some great causes out there. The Salvation Army, for example, with the toy and food drive they do. You know, so there's always something for someone. Feels good to give that it, way. It feels good to give. Uh, our firm actually uh, next week we're going to be basically uh, there's about I think it's either thirty or forty of us going, and we're going to be packing gifts for young for young children, and it's so rewarding. It really is. Thanks in advance for that. What do you mean by FOMO? The fear of missing out. You know, we're already seeing all the movies, the Christmas movies. We've been seeing the Christmas uh, ads and um, advertisements for quite some time now. And when you see those things, it basically says, I want that, I want that, I want that. So we come back and we start to – we have to look at wants, needs, okay? What can we do without? You know, so FOMO is fear of missing out. When we see people basically living the high life, getting the big gifts, we want that. You know, without thinking as what does it take to achieve those things? You know, some of the uh, reality TV shows, when you see the homes decorated, those homes are decorated because these people and these TV shows, they, they don't have a budget. When they don't have a budget, it means they have a lot of money to burn through and they can do whatever they want to make homes look as nice as they are. Most of us out there don't have that opportunity. But there is the I just want to be like them factor. Oh, absolutely. And that's the you know fear of missing out. You don't want to miss out. You want to be like them and you basically lose sight of your end goal and that's your budget, which becomes very difficult. And the other thing is with all the uh, apps these days, Instagram, you have people basically doing snapshots and pictures – And from those pictures, what's happening is they're seeing it and they want to be doing those things. You need to get on a SMART plan, S-M-A-R-T. That's coming up next as Chester Sapula, Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee, brings us his expertise, his 30 years of experience to get us on the right track to best enjoy the holiday season to come on 980 CFPL. Presented by BDO Canada Limited and Chester Sapula, Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee. We've been talking about avoiding holiday debt, but perhaps with so many weeks to go before the big day, maybe you're saying, too late, I've already racked up my credit card. Chester, what advice do you have for them on paying down that debt? Brian, a great first step is to put in place a plan, okay? A plan as to how to pay down your debt. It's important for your listeners to remember it can take time, okay? And, you know, we encourage people to focus on short-term progress, okay? Not long-term perfection. We want to make sure that short-term, you know that you're getting somewhere, right? You don't want to be basically, you know, uh, in quicksand. You want to sort of feel that you're getting somewhere. You know, small attainable changes can make a big difference to a person's overall financial well-being, okay? Cutting out the coffee, bringing your own, okay, just as one example. Again, it has that cumulative effect that we don't realize. It it, it truly does. And, you know, if you can cut down a lot of little things, then you're going to start to find that, you know, there's more money available at the end of the day or end of the month. And achieving financial stability one day, one week, one month at a time, okay? It's not like I have to pay off all this debt and I have to do it right now. It's just basically you have to have that plan to start moving forward. Speaking about plan – Okay, you have the SMART plan that you referred to. And that's earlier. an acronym. That's an acronym, and it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So when it comes to budgeting, you need to have a specific goal. Okay, I have an extra thousand dollars on my credit card that I need to pay off in three months. Okay, 
measurable. How am I going to do that? What amount am I going to be able to afford to pay to have that paid down? Is it attainable? Is what I think I can afford and save to pay it down? Is that a reasonable approach? And is that attainable? Can I actually save that much money to pay towards my card? Is it relevant? Relevant meaning, you know, yes, it is relevant because you want to pay down your debt. And timely, is the time frame reasonable? So that's sort of where the SMART program comes into play. Now, in addition to that, and it's been effective, you also have what is called the debt avalanche method. What does that mean? The debt avalanche method is, you know, one method where you basically pay the high interest first. There's a couple ways of dealing with debt. That's one scenario. So you have high interest. And again, if you have a credit card with around 30% interest, that's really high. And the cost of that goes up every month. So you, if you can focus on that and get those paid down, that's, how, that's what we refer to the debt avalanche method. And then we have the debt snowball. And the debt snowball is looking for um, small victories. Okay, So small victory be, may be if you have a few credit cards and you have one credit card that has a $200 limit. Get rid of that debt. If you get rid of that debt, you feel a little bit of success in the fact that you now have one less creditor to worry about. And that's basically is the snowball method. I'm getting a good sense that not only is it a physical challenge when you've got the numbers that are sitting there at 30%, but it's also a psychological one that when you're able to steer their ship and they start to see results, that's going to compound a better, maybe even faster end result. Well, that's right. Because, um, you know, you you can get excited when you start to see results, whether they're small, you know, you're going to start off with small results. You start to get excited and you start to feel better, you know, and when you feel better, you say, okay, I can do this. And when you start feeling confident that you can do it, then you really set your mind to it. You start reviewing your budget, your plan, and, and good things can happen. We've talked about budget. We've talked about the importance of sticking to the budget, but exactly what is a budget? Brian, a budget's a written document that helps you take control of your personal finances. It's an excellent money management tool, okay? When does one really want to use a budget? Personally, I say all the time, but, you know, there's certain areas. If you find your money is too tight, it's a good time to use a budget. If you don't know where your money's going, it helps you track where your money's going. So what you can do in that case is if you see your dining out is quite high, you can say next month, I need to cut back on that area, okay? If you have problems paying off your debt, a budget's going to let you know how much money you have available to pay that off to help you with your plan. If you don't save regularly, and then if you want to find ways to make your dollars stretch further, that's where a budget makes a lot of sense. What's concerning, Brian, is only 47% of Canadians, that's less than half, Use a budget to plan their spending. I noticed when you answered the question, you really emphasized the word written budget. I wonder how many just sort of have it up here, try and follow the rules, but it gets out of control. That's right. You know, I'm a licensed insolvency trustee. We meet with people and part of the requirements for individuals is to hand in a written budget on a monthly basis. And that gets them working towards and seeing Exactly. Some of the items I just explained. Chester has some important final thoughts on our show coming up next. Chester has practiced in the insolvency field in Ontario for 30 years with BDO Canada Limited. As you can hear, he has extensive experience and he directs considerable time as he is doing on the radio right now in dealing with individual and families in educating the uh, relationship to debt and credit and financial stability. Honest, 
straightforward. That's what you get. Expect nothing less. With Chester Sapula, Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada Limited. Presented by BDO Canada Limited, Chester Sapula, Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee, is our guest expert today. I know of many people, Chester, they've confided in me and they've said, you know what, I don't get concerned about just paying the minimum amount of my credit card each month. And they may not be alone. No, that happens quite regularly, Brian. Um, they want more, so they're comfortable just paying the minimum off. Yes, that's right. And, and if you're doing that, technically you're still probably could have a good credit rating. How, however, I'll draw your attention and your listeners to, the, to, the, to this point. If you look at a credit card and all you're doing is paying the minimum payment, you know, you're now – the credit card companies are stating on there, if you make the minimum payment, it specifically will say on your statement how long it will take to pay off that debt in its entirety. And that takes into consideration the um, interest charges and compounding interest. And when we look at that with some of the people that come and meet with us, it's quite staggering. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking 30, 50, 80 years I've, I've seen. And it's um, – if you look at that and you just want to pay the minimum payments, you can get into trouble. When you talk to your many clients about an emergency fund, what are you guiding them with? An emergency fund is something that someone should try and be able to save for that in case of an emergency. Okay. What is an emergency? You know, um, an illness in a family could be one. Okay. A, um, a job loss may be another one. And if you're able to carve out a little bit out of your income on a monthly basis and put it into a special fund for that, that's an emergency fund. And that, you might even get as detailed as to look at their income and take a percentage of that and rec- recommend they put that much away. That's right. You know, uh, like if you take a percentage and you said 10% towards savings, maybe you take another couple percentage points or even part of the 10% and you put it in a separate account, something that you know is strictly being used for emergency, not for a vacation, not for something else, but emergency. You know, um, Brian, one thing I want to say to your listeners is that if you're struggling, you know, and you don't know where to start, you know, it's important to start your budget, put in place a financial plan. And if you need help with that, it might be a good time to meet with a debt relief professional. Okay. A licensed insolvency trustee like myself can help you understand the different debt solutions that are out there and go through that. There could be a debt consolidation loan or a consumer proposal, which we do a lot of, or a personal bankruptcy, which should be a last resort. And there are, Chester, many options that are not readily known to the consumer out there. No, that's absolutely right. Or or they don't know where to turn and where to go. To. And, and it's important that you basically find a, a trusted advisor. And don't know where to turn, or they may know where to turn, but they're not comfortable, and they need to know that there's a trust bond that's created between you and your client every time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what we do. We make sure that we go through you know, all options. We want the individual to be informed so that they're able to make an educated, informed decision. Well, I know you and your family are going to have an amazing holiday season, and uh, thank you for your expertise, and we'll look forward to having you back again. Thank Is there you. one final point you wanted to get in? Well, I think a big part of it is we talk about savings, Brian, and, you know, Christmas is a time of fun, festivity, family. It's not what's under the gift. Let's let's focus on who's around the gift and let's spend some good time with those individuals. And remember, debt doesn't have to be an emergency. Make us your first call for debt relief. BDO First Call Debt Solutions. And you will find them online at debtsolutions-london.ca. 
Thanks for being a part of our show today. Chester Sapula is a Senior Vice President, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada Limited. Have a great weekend.